soon as I cut that, my cat started yelling at me. <laughs> yeah, I heard. Yeah, he goes, are you done yet? Wow. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Intentional Grounding Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Noah Downs. I'm your co-host here with Luke Bisson, who is my other co-host. How are you doing this week, Luke? I am fabulous. How are you, sir? I am. I'm looking forward to some of our new format. We're going to still have our longer podcast, but we're going to give you two of them, and they're not going to be an hour. They're going to be like 20 to 30 minutes so that you folks driving to work and whatnot, you can pop it in and listen to us quickly. You know, oh, we, we want to be like convenient that. for y'all. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so let's let's go ahead and... Uh, th- this is our first podcast of the week. And this podcast, since we're recording on Tuesday, it'll come out on Wednesday. We're looking at some people who are targeting on waivers, both for Dynasty and for redraft purposes. And then we'll go over some trade questions. Um, and this will kind of serve as kind of like a weekend recap as well. So, Luke, you want to hop right into it? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Let's, uh, let's do it. So, uh, yeah. Uh, why don't you give us an intro about what we're doing uh, going into week, week six? Like, from the, from the beginning of the week? Like, week five ends Monday night, boom. Which, what do you do next? Yeah, what do you do next? Uh, well, uh, for me, I, I send my, my waiver list out <laughs> and, uh, to get it up on readyit.com. But uh, for everyone that uh, uh, is listening right now, you should go to readyit.com. And uh, look at my uh, waiver wire thing, which, you know, uh, could or could not be after your uh, your waivers go. But there's some uh, – I put together a nice little list of some guys. And frankly, if you're in desperate straits and for some reason you can't find our waiver ranks, go ahead and email us at intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. Now that I've got that, um, you know, mandatory plug-in, let's go ahead and hop straight into it. So who are some quarterbacks that you're looking for? Um, on a weekly basis, let's let's talk about redraft. What are some quarterbacks that we might want to grab pick up? Well, uh, first off, when I make my rankings, um, I go with the very standardized uh, look on Yahoo and make sure that the guys that I'm uh, picking um, are under the threshold of 50% owned. Uh, yeah. Just so that way I'm not going out there and being like, you guys should totally go out and get Tom Brady, who's like 97% owned. Well, I will say, though, if, if Tom Brady isn't owned, you should totally go get Tom Brady. Yes, yes, that is an absolute no-brainer. <laughs> but uh, I have uh, four guys uh, to target if they're out there uh, in the main uh, that are non-dire straight guys. And Mariota is one of them, then Flacco, Alex Smith, and then Sam Bradford. I'll tell you what's really uh, interesting about that list, jumping straight off it. As some of you may know, I was at the Baltimore Redskins game in week five, and Flacco looked terrible. But now with Mark Trestman getting you know, the axe uh, and the quarterback's coach being promoted to the uh, offensive coordinator, I think that that is going to be really good for Flacco, don't you? Oh, I do. Um, I am, uh, live 20 minutes from uh, Ford Field, Detroit, uh, and uh, so I, I know firsthand, um, I'm watching, uh, Morningwig was not a good head coach, but he is a great OC. And so uh, I expect uh, expect good things coming uh, as long as he can get, you know, the offense set. Uh, I don't think this, the only person this may end up hurting is Dixon, just because, you know, Trespin was your, 
quarterback, your running back that's going to you know, catch the ball also and everything. So it may hurt Dixon a little bit. But for uh, Flacco and for targets like Steve Smith and Mike Wallace, I love it. I'll tell you what was really interesting is that when it came down to, you know, the game was on the line, they threw to Rashad Perriman. And although he didn't get his toes in, um, he did make what was a very acrobatic attempt at a catch in that game. So I actually think Rashad Perriman might be a good buy low, and um, he might even be on the waiver wire in some of your redraft leagues. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he, I want to say when I was looking at Yahoo, uh, he was at 4% owned. Yeah, see, now you heard it here, folks. Um, but anyway, so now we've talked about the second guy in your list. Let's talk about the first guy, Marcus Mariota. Uh, PFF ranked uh, Tennessee's O-line number one. Uh, so he's going to... Yeah, that's good. You know, so he's going to get the uh, protection he needs. Uh, he can move on the ground. Uh, he was doing some of that this last game. Yeah. Uh, DeMarco Murray is the number one running back for uh, in PPR uh, scoring wise. So, I mean, lots of good things are happening for happening for Tennessee. And even though he's like constantly like down, like I want to say he's like around 18 overall. Mm-hmm. So even though he's that far down and everything, I expect there to be a bounce back and well let's be honest you're looking for future production you're not trying to chase uh past production yeah and honestly with with Mariota as they're allowing him to run a little bit more and more and more um it's going to open up more holes for DeMarco Murray and also going to increase Mariota's own floor so he'll get that Mm -hmm. rushing for you kind of like we look towards Tyrod for I will say before we move off talking about Tennessee Luke I want to tell you you're the only 10 I see (laughs) <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Alex Smith. Um, Alex Smith is boring. Tell me why I should pick him up. Yeah, he, he totally is boring. However, his uh, defense uh, allows him to just kind of do his own thing. They're never, never like in a hurry. They're never sitting there worried about losing out. Um, and what's going to happen here over the next couple of weeks is you're going to see the transition from uh, Spencer Ware, who was your guy, up until last week where you started to see him falter a little bit. You're going to see Jamal Charles get a little more confident. They're going to move him in, and during that time, I think they're going to lean on Alex Smith uh, to make sure that transition is as smooth as possible until Charles is good to go. I agree. I think, however, Smith is the king of dump-offs, so you're not really looking for high yardage. Right. You're kind of no, you, touchdowns. Yeah, you, you, you are doing that, and you are also depending on potential garbage time. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sam Bradford now, uh, I, I don't understand why he's not owned in more leagues. You have this noted that you don't understand that either, but Bradford's been really good. He has been, uh, 14%. I actually traded him in a dynasty league, uh, this past week because the guy had, the guy that I traded with had Trevor Simeon. And obviously, at the last second, you know, like an hour or two before game time, they found out he wasn't running. So all of a sudden, I get um, uh, you know, the trade accepted. I traded Sam Bradford for Mike Wallace, who Mike Wallace right now is number 18 uh, I'm a wide receiver in the league. And so I snatched him up, hoping that I could make something out of it. And then the morning web news broke, so I'm happy with it. Yay, nice. I, I like that. So um, some of your dire straits quarterbacks, and the way you describe this is you only want to pick up dire straits uh, quarterback if you're looking for an emergency option. Say you're in a 32-team league or you're in a really deep league that starts with two quarterbacks. Some of the ones you're looking at here, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Trevor Simeon. Um, I actually disagree with you on Trevor Simeon. I, I don't like him, even if he is back. 
Well, the the reason why I have him on here, though, and if you look uh, next to all of the names and their percentages, I give an amount of money that I would spend from a fab budget out of a hundred. Zero dollars. I would offer zero dollars. I would literally pick him up if I needed him, but he even if I needed him, he's not worth paying a dollar for. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Now, to be fair, right now in scoring, Denver has two wide receiver ones. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like he's not getting the ball out there and doing stuff with it. They're able to, you know, hold on to their spots and everything. But, yeah, you know, I don't know how much longer he's going to be in there to go out and purchase for a long-term, you know, season-long thing. I think that eventually yeah. Lynch is going to step in. Now, Ryan Tannehill is somebody who actually might have been on a lot of 12-team rosters to start the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know he's definitely owned in Dynasty. Uh, he has not been great these last couple of weeks. Um, and you do you expect him to do a bounce back? Uh, no. <laughs> oh. Um, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, to me, okay, I, I, I would love to say that I expected him to. Um, but looking at the offense the way it is and everything, a lot of pieces, you know, the only piece that's clicking is Landry. Landry, and as long as Landry can do his thing, you're going to see Tannehill get his points. He's currently ranked 14th in fantasy points at the QB position, but in the last two weeks, he's only scored 10 points total. And it was seven against Cincinnati, and then he only scored three points against uh, Tennessee this past weekend. I don't understand that. Of course, Tennessee's probably looking better than I actually think they are. Um, well, yes. Uh, they, they, well, it's, the problem, though, is it's because of a game like this with a potentially bad quarterback that bumps up their numbers yeah. for being good against the pass. So it's, you know. Now, I will say Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's interesting that you put him up there considering he's averaging, uh, what is it, one touchdown and two interceptions per game? Yeah. I mean, those, yeah, literally, right, right. Ba- those literally balance out to no points. Yeah, no, and, and you're absolutely right. Uh, once again, though, Dire Straits, um, the reason why I have him on here is because, as of right now, he still has Brandon Marshall as his wide receiver. He's got a pass-catching running back in Matt Forte. Uh, Quincy Anua has come on. Uh, yep. And I, mean, I know we don't know how long Decker's going to be out, but if he does come back, Decker's, you know, like his boy. Yeah. So the pass options are still there. He just needs to shake off whatever kind of, whatever he got into in the off season and, and figure it out. But I don't think he's going to do that. That's why I only would spend a buck on him tops in a dire position. Yeah. Now let's look at some of your running backs and we can move through these pretty quickly because they're names that we've all heard before. Kenny mm-hmm. Dixon. Now Kenny Dixon, you know, don't look at a stat line. Obviously that's what we do in fantasy. We look at a stat line. Mm-hmm. You might've heard because I've said it three times already this podcast. I was at this game. Um, when they ran West, they ran uh, Kyle Juszczyk as his, I think that's how you pronounce his name, as a fullback ahead of West. Mm-hmm. West got incredible blocking. Um, and he got exactly what was given to him and no more. But Dixon didn't get any blocking. They didn't run a fullback ahead of him. They just kind of handed him the ball and said, go get yards. And so he did get yards doing that. He, he got more than he was given. He fought for some extras, even though it wasn't very much. Um, I think that Dixon, it, this this is a great time to go to that Dixon owner or, or that person who just dropped Dixon and say, yeah, I'll just take a risk on him. You just hand him right over here to me. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. I mean, like in, in my post, my little like uh, blurb on him, I, I think this will be the last week that we can talk about him. I think that uh, uh, this week he's going to he's gonna do something this week. So uh, Now, Cameron Hart's pain. This is we'll a guy that out. personally I'm kind of cutting bait on. Mm, well, uh, he's 24% owned. Uh, the only reason that um, uh, he's even on this list for me as an actual not dire straight is the fact that if you looked at the uh, game last night, he was getting touches almost 4-1 to one to Fozzie. Yeah, but he he has not had that production before, and he didn't look good when he got those touches. He, right. He was very nope. inefficient. That and that that is absolutely true. But however, until you know Stewart comes back, which the thought now is it's going to be next week, so not this week coming up, but the following one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's still not a guarantee. So at this point, with Jonathan Stewart still out, I mean, yeah, you, you know, you got you got to go with someone. And I mean, if you look at the rest of the list here, it, it the list itself is basically on the verge of being dire straight anyways yeah i mean you have this mash unit of guys like orleans darkwa is the next guy and then jalen richard okay well uh darkwa uh you know with jennings still injured and with with vereen out darkwa seems to be like at least uh, two weeks ago he seemed to be the guy now bobby rainey is also doing some things i would take bobby rainey over darkwa in the ppr league yeah, no, I would, I would, I would agree with that as long as Bobby Rainey is be able able to do what he did this past week with those touches. Yeah. However, the week before he wasn't getting like much of anything. You know, it was basically the Dark Boy show, and I mean, you you saw that one really nice. I'm not sure if it was a dump off pass or if it was. I think it was a dump off pass that went to uh, Paul Perkins where he took it like 30 yards. Yeah. That was nice. But, I mean, well, besides it's that... See, it's good to see stuff like that from Perkins right now, especially here in Dynasty. Mm-hmm. No, I will. Absolutely, especially when, you know, depending on when you drafted, Perkins could have easily have slipped in at the 111-112. Yeah. So, then Jalen Richard um, really kind of showed up a little bit this past week, but he was on my bench. Right. Yeah, well, what's nice about him, he's also a return man, so if you get return yards, right. you're good there. Um, but yeah, he uh, he outperformed uh, DeAndre Washington. So, uh, and Oakland did say that they were going to ride the hot hand, and Murray may be back this week. But if he's not, Jalen Richards is going to be a good get. Now, Jaquiz Rogers is like the the back that will never die, and I've got a personal place in my heart for for, for Quizzy because mm-hmm. in my first dynasty league where I, I played it with return yards, um, Quiz was my running back. He was the guy that got me the second place in that league because mm-hmm. he got me through everything because, you know, he didn't really do much. Um, he was in Chicago, but he got mm-hmm. me those okay. returns. Um, and so I picked up Quiz this weekend. You know, it, it was worth it. It paid, it paid some dividends. Um, I think that Quiz is going to be a good start going forward. Right, and it's funny because um, a lot of people were starting to ask uh, if they should go out and try to trade for Doug Martin. As a matter of fact, we have one of those later on in the show for uh, Doug Martin. And, uh, you know, I don't even know what the timeline is for Doug Martin. You know, I mean, rest of season, whether it's, you know, just redraft or dynasty, uh, Quiz is going to be able to do enough. Now, he is no Doug Martin. That's, you know. That's not his game, what? but but he is good enough 
to be able to uh, establish a running game for Tampa Bay, you know, as they as they play. Uh, so I mean, he's good, but I, man, I, I don't know. It's like it's like Martin has one good year. He has a good rookie year. Then he had two off years, and then he had a good contract year. He got paid, and now he's injured, and you know, it's just so. For, you what, know, it's, I, for I, what it's worth, I don't own Doug Martin in a single league. Yeah, well, I don't. I'm okay. Wait, I'm sure I do. <laughs> it's yeah. just that you know I haven't had to put him in an active roster for about what three weeks now, so I've probably forgotten. <laughs> so moving on, the next one is Dion Lewis, and I'll tell you, in all my redraft leagues, I drafted Dion Lewis and stuck yeah. him on my IR. He's coming off the pup, hopefully, yep. uh, after week six. And if he is available in your league and he is not on your roster, you're an idiot. Yeah, if he's sitting there now, he's 19% owned on Yahoo leagues. So obviously that could, you know, be completely different. I guarantee you, if I went through all of our leagues on MFL, you know, he's gone. He's owned, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, Dion Lewis is a guy that you want because when he was in there, uh, he was very productive in that, you know, that that offense. And I know, I know, I know that Blunt has had a good year up to this point, but. You know, you have to look at it from this aspect. The first four weeks, Brady wasn't there. So anything that happened pre-Brady is out the window. And then week five, if they were going against the Browns, which, you know, are like 28th against the run. So, of course, they're going to sit there and just gash them. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, though, you could see, especially after you get Deion Lewis back, once he's eased in and everything, you could see them make it so that it's more of a timeshare 50-50. Right. Now, your Dire Straits guys, I'm just going to say their names because I want our listeners to go to Red Inn and read about them a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if you're in Dire Straits, you should look towards Bilal Powell, J.H.I., and Matt Asiata. Familiar mm-hmm. names to us, but there are reasons you should pick them up, and you can check that out on ReadyInn.com. One thing I kind of want to um, say, and I just want you to tell me, I'm buying them or I'm selling them in Dynasty. I'm going to go back through some of these names. Okay. Kenny Dixon. Yeah, so that's a buy. Uh, Cameron Artis Payne. Sell. If you can sell him right now, sell him. Yeah. Uh, and I think you can after last week. Mm-hmm. Orleans Darqua. Uh, also a sell. If you have him. Uh, Jalen Richard. A sell. Do you think Jalen Richard's a sell? Yep. Okay. I, I'm on the fence about that. That's actually a personal question. I'm asking for a friend, Jalen Richard. Anyways, um... <laughs> Uh, Jaquiz Rogers, uh, you're just holding because you can't sell him. Um, honestly, uh, to be fair, you're probably if you're if holding is an option, you're probably also holding Richard because even though he had a better game than DeAndre Washington, yeah, it what can you really get for him? Exactly. You know, so so it's probably a hold. Yeah. So um, and then kind of popping back a little bit, Paul Perkins. Uh, Perkins for me right now, that's a hard one because I don't think he's going to have a, a direct line to the field next year either. Um, I mean, because I think that um, if Jennings doesn't come back, I see them doing a, they could do a hodgepodge or you also have to realize you have this huge 2017 class coming out where I could get 24 of the teams in this league could go out and get one of these guys, you know, I mean, and it's probably going to be a one that you didn't expect. I mean, you know, perfect example is LA, you know, they, they had everything set there 
And then all of a sudden they're like, you know what? We're going to add Gurley. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but good thing they did, because look how Trey Mason turned out later. Yeah, Trey um, Mason, yeah, yeah, but, it, you know. <laughs> so, uh, let's move on to your wide receivers real quick. Um, okay. uh, and, wow. God, you've got a ton of wide receivers here. I'm just going to kind of hit some of the big ones. If, for, if you want more in-depth, go to um, readyhand.com, folks. But, uh, Cole Beasley. Yeah. Um, you like Cole Beasley. Oh, well, I, I like him because Dak likes him as long as... Yeah. As Dak's the quarterback. Well, I mean, Romo yeah. could be coming back. If, if, I, yeah. if I were the Cowboys, I would keep Dak in even when Romo came, comes back because Dak's rolling. Um, well, if you if in the latest article, an article I should say, article, from, uh, yeah, from uh, Bleacher Report with um, uh, Jerry Jones, uh, he is kind of uh, sitting on the fence. It used to be where you know when he comes back, Romo's our boy, but now that's getting close, and now that. Reports came out today saying that the vertebrae has healed. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's not too sure if he wants to pull his rookie. Yeah. Now, what about uh, Corey Coleman? Uh, Coleman, I, for me, Coleman, especially in a redraft league right now, uh, Terrell Pryor is doing a great job. The, a great job. Great job. He's doing the best that he can. He's coming along. It's looking really good. Corey Coleman's better. Yeah, he is. And when Corey Coleman comes back, if and he's and Corey Coleman is only owned in forty percent of leagues, if you can get him on your way from waivers and everything onto your roster before he comes back, you could maybe not get like a wide receiver. Uh, I, I think his ceiling is like a wide receiver too. Yeah, I think so too. I I like Corey Coleman, um, and that could be the highest of uh, uh, highest upside of any of the receivers we're about to talk about. He's yeah, absolutely. Getting a lot of questions about Sammy Coates. Um, uh, yeah, the uh, I can't, Coates is might maybe looking good, but uh, Pittsburgh, it's Antonio Brown and then whoever else is there. It was mm-hmm. Eli Rogers, it was Coates, it was Wheaton, mm-hmm. it was Bryant, um, and all those guys. I think that they're pretty much on the same level. Okay, well, Brown. Brown is obviously the cut above. Uh, he's kind of a sneaky grab for me. Um, when I put him on the list and everything, it was obviously uh, initially because of his week five performance, where on PPR he got 31 points, which is, you know, huge. Um, uh, total for the season, he has 71. You know, so that means that for the first four weeks, he was basically averaging 10 points a game, which isn't a bad floor if that maintains as his floor. Right. So, you know, if you're grabbing a guy off of waivers at this point, uh, a 10 point floor is not exactly a bad starting point for a wide receiver especially now that he's tasted having huge success in one game yeah now um jameson crowder robert woods are a couple of the next ones obviously jameson Mm -hmm. crowder um is a good high floor option Mm -hmm. for um, washington robert woods is the best receiving option that is healthy in buffalo um, right. Then they got us. Uh, then Devonte Adams, uh, who I don't think will stay relevant, but if you need a mm. stash, go for it. Here's some. Here's here's a couple of weird names on here. Adam Thielen. Yeah. What is that about? As the okay, just like Dak enjoys his Cole Beasley time, um, uh, Bradford seems to just love throwing the ball to Thielen. You know, especially this past week, he had. You've seen him pepper him, and like the week 
of that. But this last week, he made sure that he wasn't just peppering him. He was feeding it down his throat. Right. And so it was good to see that he's finally found a guy that he likes, especially when Diggs wasn't playing. And yeah. um, and then also we haven't even heard from Treadwell much. I think he was in for like a um, a, a pass blocking situation, but you really haven't seen him on the field because he's not. Apparently, the story is he's not practicing that well. Yeah. So here's some of your dire straits name: Tajay Sharp, a preseason favorite, who I've kind of held on to in a few leagues myself. <clears throat> Mohamed Sanu, who's declined in production since the first game of the season. Anquan yep. Bolden, who, um, you know, obviously has always been that guy um, in fantasy that you hold on to and you don't want to cut him, but you really should. Yeah, uh, he's dangling. <laughs> Kenny Stills, uh, who is a chance to take it to the house, but you can rely on him as much as Ravens-era Torrey Smith. Um, and then there's an interesting name here. Who is this last name on the list? Oh, yeah. It's, it's Brian Quick. And... Who's, who's Brian Quick? Uh, he's this L.A. wide receiver that apparently doesn't go away. <laughs> <laughs> now, the past two weeks he's had a touchdown. He He's showing flashes. Um, now, uh, if he wasn't on L.A., uh, I don't, I don't, if he was on a team that had a good number one and number two, he I don't think he would see the field very often, but Shut they up. don't. He's playing, and I beat you in I the pizza. Dude, you, you beat me. You beat me week one when he caught one pass. <laughs> yeah, for all of you listeners who are new to the podcast, one of our board bets that Luke and I have is that uh, um, he bet me that Kenny Bell, formerly of the uh, – formerly of the uh, – uh, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks would outscore Brian Quick this year, and uh, Kenny Bell got cut, folks. And my boy Brian Quick, he's still kicking. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Adam Humphreys, the way that he's been playing, I mean, not this past week, uh, because or actually I think it was the past two weeks, but initially how he started, you could see why they went over, you know, they went, you know, Humphreys over Bell. He yeah. looked really, really good. I agree. So now, real quick, I just want to go back through and tell me, um, hold, buy, or sell. Okay. This is Dynasty only. Cole Beasley. Um, I'm actually holding on to him, you know, and because um, I, I don't want to sell him because I think that I think that there's something there, and I think that if you can get him off of waivers, you're basically it's it's magic. You're making value out of nothing. Um, and I but I really don't want to buy him at this point because I feel that people are starting to uh to, to see the same thing I'm seeing. Uh, Corey Coleman. Oh, if you can buy him, buy him. Sammy Coates. Uh, I think that I, I, for me, he is probably a sell at this point just because I'm not sure how things are going to work out next year. Yeah. Um, when and if uh, the other guy, Bryant, comes back. <laughs> Jameson Crowder. Uh, for me right now, he's a buy. Robert I can, Woods. He's Robert, cheap. Robert Woods. Uh, he's a sell. Uh, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, for me, is a buy because I feel that he is starting to finally come on. He's had a couple of good showings the past the past couple of weeks. Um, and even at the beginning of the season, he was doing more. Uh, you could see that he had actively been doing something. I don't know if he ate his Wheaties. I don't know if he was finally just healthy, but he was doing something to well, do better than he did last year. He had more targets to drop, so good for him. Um <laughs> And then uh, Adam Thielen. I uh, for me he's 
man, he's a he's a get off of waivers and then discard as soon as he's no longer you know useful yeah. in Dynasty. Because I think Treadwell will come on there. Oh yeah, Treadwell's gonna come on. Keep in mind that Diggs did not play. Right. So um, you know, there's a lot of reasons. Tajay Sharp. Uh, Tajay Sharp is a buy for me, um, uh, but with the with oh. the caveat that. He has dropped a little bit in value, which, in all honesty, in Dynasty does not happen. Yeah. You know, first year. Uh, Mohamed Sanu is a sell if you can get someone to buy him on main cachet. I'm skipping Anquan Bolden. You shouldn't still have him. Um, Kenny Stills. Sell. Brian Quick. Why is he on your roster? Hold. He's a hold. (laughs) Screw you. Um, So let's, let's, go, let's go into uh let's go <laughs> shut up uh, you're old um let's go into tight ends uh and tight ends it's slim pickings here so we can probably hit some of these pretty quickly Cameron yeah. Brait who we mentioned last week yeah uh, Cameron Brait uh, obviously ASJ is no more he is now in uh, uh with the Jets in New York and so. In, in the interim, they have Cameron Brayton. He's doing a pretty good job. Like I said, he's had a the, – the, the whole entire Tampa Bay offense, except for maybe Mike Evans, has had a, a couple of trying weeks. Yeah. Uh, but Brayt, you know, he, when he is able, he does well enough. And if you're picking up a tight end at this point, it's because you're either streaming him or it's because you've got a guy that's on a bye week and you're only using him for a week anyways. Right. Um, Charles Clay, who actually was drafted by a ton of people to start the season. Mm-hmm. Well, I think mainly for him, it's just because Watkins is gone. Woods is your best, you know, actual wide receiver out there. You have Justin Hunter, and then you've got, you know, a couple other guys like Greg Salas and then uh, Marquise, Marquise Goodwin. You have those guys there, but you know, Tyrod's going to need to have that that close proximity guy and i think charles clay is going to see more usage going forward as they continue well yeah friend of the podcast tyra taylor likes him a lot so um mm-hmm. then let's go through your dire straits guys uh jacob tammy uh hunter henry and jesse james the outlaw um jacob oh, yeah. Tammy, obviously his he has had one bad game and that was against denver um mm-hmm. and that offense is rolling hunter henry gates is back but uh um, I neither of us think that Gates is going to make it through the rest of the season, and Jesse James uh, has done better than we expected four and five weeks this season, and I don't think Ladarius Green will ever see the field. I don't either, and um, actually Jesse James I think is the sneakiest get if you can get him because uh, uh, I just realized maybe when I was doing the actual rankings. Um, Jesse James is a top 10 tight end this year so far. Oh, wow. Wow, that's interesting. Um, yep. So, real quick, in Dynasty, uh, buy, hold, sell. Cameron Brait. Buy. Charles Clay. Charles Clay is a hold. Jacob Tammy. He's old. Sell. Yep. And there's Austin Hooper there. Um, Hunter Henry. Uh, if you can, buy, buy, buy. Uh, Jesse James. Uh, buy. I would buy Jesse James because, like we said, Green's not going to see the field. And even though there's a lot of good tight ends coming out in this next year's draft, Jesse James being a top 10 tight end just shows that they really don't have to worry about that part. They can focus on their defense, which 
sucks being a Browns fan. Now let me let me let me throw a caveat out there. If you're in a mm-hmm. league where you can start one tight end and then start another one in the flex, mm-hmm. um, you're not advocating going out and buying five tight ends, uh, or even mm-hmm. really carrying more than three. Um, even in a dynasty league, I would think. Right. Well, when you're talking about dynasty, um, when I guess it's the perfect example. When I'm talking dynasty and I say buy or sell, it's not really so much to be like, you know, hey, this is the tight end 28 right now, and you should totally buy him to stash with your other four tight ends. It's more so I feel that if you buy him now for, say, a third. You can sell him Let's say that somebody out there. You can sell him for a second, and maybe, you know, you can sell him and your second to move up. You know, a few spots, maybe yeah. even get into a very late, you know, first. But those are the types of guys that you want to get because teams are going to need, you know, to fill out a little bit in the off season. And Dynasty is a whole entire different beast. It is. So now let's let's talk about some trade questions that we that we received. Luke, you want to lead us into that? All right, sure. Uh, the first one is that he has Julio. And he is tr- he was considering trading for McCoy. Straight up. You straight. No. Straight up. No, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, well, I, I agree. I know it, it was funny because like he, he then he gives his uh his uh running backs he has uh Foster. See the problem is, is he has Foster, Forte, and Hillman. So he basically has Forte. Yeah, because Hillman isn't a Hillman is nothing. Aaron right. Foster's dead. Um, right, and then, and then as far as his wide receivers, he has Julio, Fitz, Terrence Williams, and Gordon, which, you know, is no good because yeah, Josh Gordon is a non-factor because he's out for the rest of the season. Really, um, whoever this is is kind of screwed. Um, but uh, he should hit our waiver wire segment that we just went through pretty hard. But no, I would hold on to your best player because mm-hmm. um, it's better to at least have one position locked up rather than kind of be mediocre at two. Um, who wants no, I totally agree. <laughs> the next one is 2016. Um, uh, I'm sorry, 2017 first, and David Cobb for Mike Evans. Oh, I would hold on to the 2017 first until the off season, then trade it for Mike Evans plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Right now, I would say that in the right now, not knowing where in the first round that lands, for me, it's Mike Evans right now. Really? But oh yeah, right now. Because I mean, think about it. Let's say that this person is they're the one ten, one eleven. You know, sure, there's going to be a lot of good guys still left because his draft is so deep. But you're not going to get your. Chubbs, you're not going to get your Corey Davis, your Juju Smith. You know, you're not going to be able to get any of those guys. So, uh, keeping that pick and everything, uh, I'm sorry, sticking with an with an Evans. And Evans is, I believe, my rest of season number four overall. Well, that's pretty high. Um, but I would say though that knowing how insane people are already for those 2017 picks. If that if that pick is in the even the top eight nine, I would say that he could trade almost straight up for Mike Evans later or Mike Evans plus. Right. Yes, and then and then that once the season ends, you know, especially if 
a Mike Evans falters towards the end of the season, which is very possible because he's, you know, he has Jameis Winston as his quarterback, who's kind of uh, has a high variance. And, you know, plus who else really is there except for Cameron Wright, old man Vincent Jackson. And, and you know, and sure, Adam Humphreys is there, but all those guys are there. There's no one that's there that's anything more than a supporting character. Well, you know, you there know? was that one guy that my co-host really liked. I think his name was Kenny Bell. And, and he would be exactly who would make sure that Mike Evans stays up there. Yeah, well, he's cut. <laughs> yeah, right now he's at home. And uh, I wonder if he still has that fro. He had a beautiful fro. I wonder if he still has it. You know what? How about this? Um, if, if Kenny Bell, if you are a listener of our podcast, let us know. We would love to have you on. Uh, as you know, we like you. Um, and if you're bored, we'd like to talk to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, folks, I think that's going to wrap up this podcast. Look for another podcast later on in the week. If you have any questions whatsoever, you can reach out to Luke or I. I will be on Twitter, at GroundingFF. Luke is at Intentional underscore G. Um, please check out our uh, title apparel sponsor, Savage, the ultimate apparel company at SavageUltimate.com. And please check out our rankings. Lots of great articles that Luke's putting out on, on Radiant.com. Our friends there have been wonderful hosting our stuff. So y'all are a wonderful listening audience. Share, like, download, do whatever you want, but just go win some fancy stuff. Uh, signing off. I'm Noah Downs. You can reach us at intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. What's that, Luke? Uh, intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. Cool. Talk to you later. Hey, guys. This is Luke Bisson from Intentional Grounding, the podcast you're more than likely listening to right now. And uh, I just want to take a minute real quick to uh, talk about our uh, title apparel sponsor, Savage, the ultimate apparel company. Uh, this company, they've been killing the jersey game for sports teams around the country, and their branded merchandise has some serious flavor. Uh, with both national and local level partnerships among a variety of sports, including uh, football, soccer, ultimate frisbee, disc golf, I love disc golf, uh, dodgeball, quidditch, and, and, and some more, uh, they're ready to get you into the gear you need. Savage produces brand and customizable apparel for the active lifestyle. And you need to check them out because they're offering right now an exclusive coupon code just for our listeners so that you can get 15% off. Use the coupon code WookieTD at www.savageultimate.com to get some awesome new gear. And if you don't see something that you like, they've got a fully customizable option section to get you exactly what you need. So stay tuned. Because from Intentional Grounding, the podcast, you know, that you're listening to, uh, there's going to be some exclusive, like, merchandise coming soon. So don't forget, TD saves you 15% off at www.savageultimate.com. Go check it out today.